Welcome into the Ots and Audibles podcast. Game week is here. I'm Matt Prem. Eric Scopel is on the show with me as always. Eric, we've arrived. We are going to a press conference later today to talk with Mario Cristobal. We're getting depth charts. We're getting TV announcing crews. We're getting batting lines. College football is officially here. And honestly, I'm. it feels like I'm opening presents on Christmas right now just because we're getting so close. And, and I should say this is like maybe the couple days before Christmas because real Christmas is the season opener yes. uh, on August 31st in Dallas, Texas, or Arlington, Texas, uh, as we've debated uh, on the previous podcast about how, how exactly we're going to refer to it. Um, but it, yeah, it, it is, it is here and we're, it, it's real. You know, it, you know, when you go through fall camp, it's kind of this, oh, they're practicing, they're doing stuff. It's fun. The pads are on. You get to watch them do stuff, but to actually get a chance to see this team on the field uh, on this upcoming Saturday is something that I think a lot of people have been waiting. There's a lot of anticipation for this season in particular. I know for the two of us, uh, we're, we're definitely included in that group that is just excited to see what this team has to offer. And again, couldn't have asked for a better first game when you go and you play a ranked opponent, uh, you know, on a massive national stage in an NFL arena, probably one of the most notable NFL arenas in the country. So uh, couldn't really have asked for a better opener, and, and, and I'm just juiced up and ready to go. Yeah, Oregon opens up against number 16th-ranked Auburn in Arlington, Texas. Uh, kickoff classic. It's going to be a good game. I'm anticipating that this one's going to be kind of a slugfest. Whether that's an offensive slugfest or a defensive slugfest, we'll have to find out. Um, but on the show today, we're going to kind of go through um, each game and kind of give our thoughts going into the season. Now that we know where Oregon's at from a fall camp perspective, we're taking account into injuries, taking into account guys that maybe were a little bit better than we were expecting or maybe guys that didn't win a position battle that we weren't, you know, or you know, didn't. You know, continue their climb upwards and development than that we were expecting. Uh, so good, good look there. Um, Eric, let's, let's get into this Auburn game first for our game predictions. Um, huge game, I think, for, for Oregon's season, for the Pac-12 season, and also for the trajectory of the Mario Cristobal era, because if they win this game, I think this sets up Oregon, A, to be a playoff contender this season. Sets up the conference to have an opportunity to have a playoff team or maybe have a couple teams in, in that discussion. And then I think it helps with the long-term perspectives of Mario Cristobal as head coach at Oregon because he will have gone into a game and beaten a very respected program and, and one that quite honestly could, could go on to win 10 games, nine games this season in the regular season and, and compete for a division championship or, or, you know, every other year or, or this year even and, and a school that, you know, consistently is in that discussion of, uh, New Year's Six or a college football playoff. Yeah, it's, it's a huge game and I'll be honest, I'm kind of, I've gone back and forth on this one. I, I you know, in the summer I predicted Oregon to beat Auburn. Um, I posted a, a, a full season predictions, uh, midway through fall camp and I still had Oregon over Auburn and I'm, Maybe I'm a nervous Nelly here. I'm really going back and forth now because I thought this game was going to be close to begin with, but the injuries at wide receiver, some of the uncertainty at tight end, uh, have me kind of going like, man, if Oregon can't 
throw the football in this game, I don't know if they're going to have a very good chance of winning it. And I've said it before on the podcast, but just because running the football against Auburn is not going to be easy. You know, it's going to be it's an incredible defensive front, uh, probably the best they'll face this year. And it, I think if you can't throw the ball effectively with some of these injuries at wide receiver, Auburn's just going to stack the box and make it so you're forced to try to do that. So it, it really is going to be a tough one here in terms of coming down to, I really think it's going to come down to how the guys on the outside perform and, and the tight ends as well. I just think the passing game is going to determine so much here. And I'm still going to stick with Oregon here. Uh, my confidence level is dropping a little bit kind of with each every wide receiver that gets hurt, <laughs> which feels like, feels like there's another guy every day. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Ducks here. I, I think I think we're going to see a much lower scoring game than I had originally expected. I, I had my season predictions. I had Oregon winning 34-28. I think this game is going to be played in the teens, probably now. I, I don't think I don't expect this to be a game with a lot of offensive firepower. I could be completely wrong, and it might be a thing where by the end of the first quarter they already have scored more than I was expecting. Who knows? Sometimes that happens, but traditionally, first games of the season seem to be kind of won by the defenses because the offense is working on a lot of stuff and. I think this is this is a tough one for Oregon. I'm going to go with the win here. I think they're going to open the season with a big win on a national stage, and it's going to be a, a a a huge game for Mario Cristobal and kind of establishing what this program is trying to establish. Again, my confidence level is not quite as high as it was probably a couple of weeks ago before we saw Pittman and Schooler go down, but uh, I'm still going to go with Oregon here. I think it's going to be close though, and I think it's going to be pretty low scoring, probably like 17-13, 17-14 type of game. Ooh, not a fan of that, Eric. No? I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Um, that would be ugly to watch. So you think it's just going to be a little bit better than the Red Box Bowl? I think it'll be a step better than the Red Box Bowl. And I should say, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to be, I think it'll be more cleanly played, I'll put it that way. And I think Oregon, I think defense dominating, not I, just not sloppy offense. Yeah, I think it'll be less sloppy offense. Although, I mean, we should mention Auburn's going to be starting a true freshman quarterback. And, and again, Oregon's issues at wide receiver, there could be some sloppiness there because there's going to be a lot of guys who, who haven't really played on this kind of stage, playing on this kind of stage. So, uh, but yeah, I, my, my sense is this is going to be lower scoring than I, than I originally thought. And, and frankly, 34-28, my original score, I think asking Oregon to score 34 points against Auburn's defense was going to be a tough ask anyway. Um, but I certain, I'm not, I don't, I think 34 points from Oregon in this game would, would have to come from some special teams play, some really good, maybe some, a bunch of turnovers and defensive touchdowns. I just think getting to, getting to, you know, 34 points against this Auburn defense is, is going to be hard with, especially with the situation at receiver. Yeah, I, I agree with you that it's not going to be in the 30s. I think it's going to be a game played in the 20s. Um, and I also agree with you that Oregon's my confidence in picking Oregon isn't as high as it was going into fall camp. Like you said, those injuries are just, they're not good. And Pittman's loss is a big one. Schooler's loss is a big one. Um, J.R. Waters was a guy that, you know, was rotating in with the twos. And, you know, we don't know how much he was going to play, but I think it was safe to say that Waters was going to be a guy that was being viewed as, hey, if we need to play him, we, we feel confident in playing him because he was running with the twos. Yeah. And, and so you, you've lost three guys out of, out of those levels and, you know, those three levels, a guy at every level, which has pushed everyone up a spot. And, um, I think we've heard good things. We've seen good things from Johnny Johnson, but until, you know, the veterans go out and show that they, you know, that they have done it 
in a game, you've always going to have a little bit of a question mark there. And, and so I agree with you that the passing game is really going to dictate things. But if I'm Oregon and I, I know, you know, we, we look at this program for the Ducks and Mario Cristobal has built things the correct way. He's built an offense that's built in, with its strength being the offensive line. He's built a defense with its strength being the defensive line. He's going the SCC model. He wants to win the trenches. He wants to win those battles. And that's, you know, how he's going to win games. And I think that's, that's the way to do it. Um, but I think if I'm Oregon, knowing the quarterback I have and Justin Herbert, and even though there's question marks, uh, at the receiver position, I want to see that first quarter where Oregon comes out and kind of puts the ball in Justin Herbert's hands and go witness the game. Go put Auburn's defense in, into uncomfortable positions and, and, you know, trying and roll him out and, and instead of just, you know, running on first down, running on second down and then having to throw on third and if you don't complete it, you're out. You know, let Justin throw three straight times. See what happens. Maybe you, maybe you put some pressure on that Auburn defense and it opens up, you know, the, the, the play action and all that and, and then you go back to just pounding the ball with with your offensive line and, and the two running backs. Um, with this game, though, I, I think it's going to be played in the 20s. I think Oregon wins, but, you know, I don't like doing percentages, but it's it, the confidence is not as strong as it was. I think this is going to be a, a closer game than anticipated at the beginning of the year. And I, I'm going to say it's going to be something like 27-24 or 24-21 you know, or 24-20, you know, something of that nature where low scoring, we're not going to get above 50, and it's, it's going to be a game where a, a lot of scheming and a lot of X's and O's because both defenses are going to be pretty good. You know, it feels weird to say this, but one last thought on this game is that I feel like the, the real wild card here is Justin Herbert, and that's a weird thing to say, but I just think maybe we're underlooking the fact that it doesn't matter who his receivers are. Maybe he just throws his guys open over yeah. and over again. And I he mean, can't. he's done that before. Right, and you know, maybe maybe it's a thing where he's taking, you know, all of this outside noise about, oh, man, what about how's this passing game going to work? You know, they got all these guys dinged up, and he's going like, look, I'm just good enough to make it. It doesn't matter who's out there. So, uh, you know, that to me is kind of the, the – the, it feels weird to say that Justin Herbert's the wild card in this game, but, like, maybe he takes it a level. All right, let's go to the next game on the schedule, and that's a home game season opener for Autzen Stadium against Nevada on September 7th. Uh, I'd be pretty shocked if this game was close, let alone Oregon doesn't blow, let alone Oregon doesn't win. Um, I, I just think Oregon's better depth, better talent, better coaching. Um, Nevada's got some good players. They've got, you know, they've got good coaches, but, you know, this is a game that Oregon needs, you know, should and needs to win, you know, something to the tune of, you know, 49 to 14 or, you know, 42 to, to 20 or something of that nature. You need to win by three scores. Uh, and quite honestly, Oregon needs to have the backup quarterbacks figured out or not backup quarterbacks, but your backups need to be in the game in the fourth quarter to get reps. Absolutely. And I feel like, were you looking at my score prediction? I predicted 49 to 20. So you were like, right, you were like threading the needle there with your two, your two guesses there. I, I think we should note that Nevada is not like a bad team. They won eight games last year. They beat two Pac-12 teams. They beat Oregon State and then they beat Arizona in a bowl game. So they've, 
they've got, you know, and Oregon State obviously was really not very competitive last year, so you don't want to take that for too much. But, I mean, this is a team that showed at least last year they could compete, and they did lose a little bit from last year's team. Obviously, with my 49-20 prediction, I don't think this is going to be a very close game. But it wouldn't entirely shock me if Oregon goes against Auburn and it's a real bloodbath of a game and, and they kind of almost overlook Nevada the next week and this game ends up being a little bit more competitive than people expected. Um, but at the same time, I, my sense is this is a this Oregon team is is a veteran group and I think their heads are going to be on straight. And I think regardless of the outcome in uh, in Arlington on Saturday, I think they're going to be ready for this one. And I, and I do think they're going to win by, you know, four four touchdowns or so. The following week, Montana, September 14th, second game of the year at Austin Stadium. This is one, Eric, where if Oregon doesn't win by five touchdowns, four touchdowns, I think there's going to be some concern. And these are games where it's unless you just completely obliterate your opponent, there's going to be some negativity that comes from it, fair or not. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you on that. This, this is the, you know, I think Nevada's slightly, the, the Nevada game I think is going to pose some challenges because I do think they're, again, like they're well coached. They return a lot of guys. They won eight games last year. But this Montana game is one that if this is not an absolute butt kicking, I think people are going to be really confused. Um, I have Oregon winning 58 to 10 uh, in my season predictions. I stand by that being sort of the score. And this is really the one where, you're going to try to get as many true freshmen in the game as yep. possible. You're going to try to get as many guys who are battling for rotation spots in as possible. You, you're probably going to try to get maybe all three quarterbacks in the game. I don't know what they'll do with Kale Millen. Obviously, he can with the new redshirt rules. Even if they did choose to redshirt him this year, which I think is the plan from what everything we've you know that, that all the indications are he's going to be redshirting. This might be a game where where he gets a couple drives at the end of the game if, if Oregon is in control here. Um, but yeah, this one I don't. Regardless of the receiver position, regardless of other injuries, um, I just don't see this game being very competitive. You know, Montana's not a bad Big Sky team. I think they're picked kind of middle of the pack in their conference, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see this game being that competitive, to be honest. Um, I'm going to say Oregon wins this game something like 56 to 10. Not, Montana will score. You know, they were six and five last year and traditionally they're, you know, they're a good FCS school. You know, they're, they're, they're a program that historically at least is competitive and, you know, they'll put up some points, but Oregon should win this one going away and, um, it, it, it should be just a, a monumental blowout. Then the Ducks hit the road for the first Pac-12 game. I think Auburn really prepares them for this, um, to a, to a degree. And so I'm, I'm, that's one positive of playing the Auburn game because on the 21st of September, the Ducks go down to Palo Alto. We'll be down there with them covering this game. Oregon at Stanford, kind of a rematch from last year's game where it looked like Oregon was going to kind of just obliterate Stanford on game day, game day, excuse me. And then the collapse happened and Stanford came back and won in an overtime. Um, tough to get a feel here. I, I think Oregon wins. I think it's going to be one of those, you know, very, you know, skinny your teeth type of victories for Oregon where they come out of that thinking, whoa, boy, we don't want to do that again. That was, that was very close to a loss. You know, and uh, Oregon has, we should mention Oregon hasn't won at Stanford since 2015. So it's, it's been Vernon a little Adams. bit. Yeah. The Vernon Adams, it was a really close game. It was 38-36. It was a tight one. And 
I think this year's game is going to be close as well. Uh, Stanford is always really competitive. They're always near the top of the conference. That's just kind of the way it's been. Stanford's won the last three games in the series. You mentioned last year's game. And I think last year's game really is why I have co- some confidence that Oregon's going to win this. I just think they're going to look at this game and go, like, we had no business losing last year to this team. We were so – I mean, they, 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 that game could have been – that was such a bizarre game. It went from being – a blowout in Oregon's favor to being a Stanford overtime win. I mean, it was one of the weirder games I've ever covered, certainly one of the weirder games I've ever watched. And I just think there's going to be a lot of motivation on Oregon's side to kind of make up for last year. I think they were embarrassed at how they lost the game. I think they they thought they were the better team. And, and frankly, if they'd won that game, their season might have played out a lot differently. You know, you know, maybe they don't lose one of those games on the road and you're looking at a team that ends up winning the division and playing for the conference championship. So I think this is a game they're going to be really fired up for. Um, we should mention that this is a game where you might start getting some of those re- wide receivers back. You know, Brandon Schooler, Jarrah Waters, uh, Micah Pittman, all of their recovery timelines kind of line up where this is a game where they could theoretically be kind of rounding into form to get back out there. So I think getting one or two of those guys back for that game would be huge as well. I don't necessarily think you need those guys for those those previous two non-conference games, but uh, I, I like Oregon winning this game. I, it, I predicted 27-20, to 20, I think. Could be a battle of the two best quarterbacks in the conference. We should mention KJ Costello, you know, is no slouch either, but, uh, I like Oregon to win this game. I just think there's too much on the line, and I think last year's game, I'm sure, doesn't sit right for this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm making my pick here. 31-28, Oregon. Uh, they win that game by three games, and they, they improved to now 4-0 in my, my docket. Uh, Ducks have a bye week the following week, September 28th, and they don't play again until October 5th, a home game. Their fourth home game, or excuse me, their third home game in five games. Uh, Ducks have, uh, will play California on October 5th. And, um, ironically enough, they've won nine of the last ten, all by double digits, but one of those nine. I think this is going to be a blowout. I think Oregon's a better, a better team. Um, I think Justin Wilcox is the right guy. At Cal, it's just his program is going to take some time to develop. They're going to be improved again from last season. Um, but even then, Oregon went down there and blew them out. I think this game at home, off a of bye week, Oregon will get healthy. They might get Micah Pittman back for this game, maybe. Um, Schooler might be back for this game. I think uh, I think Oregon's going to walk away with this one, and it's it's going to be one of those ugly ones where – you know, Oregon wins something like 56-24 or something of that nature. Um, you know, a lot of scores. Oregon gets some of their their rotation guys in late in the fourth quarter. I think Oregon wins, and I, I, I think they continue that double digits winning margin streak that you're talking about. I don't, I don't expect it to be that high scoring, uh, just because Cal, what Cal does, and you, you look at their staff, and it makes sense because they've just, they're led by a former defensive coordinator and a former, obviously, college linebacker. Uh, and Wilcox, I just think defensively they're they're very defensive minded and they have a really good secondary. They have one of the better linebackers in the middle of their defense there, in uh, Weaver, Evan Weaver. Um, I, I think this is a game that's going to be played a little bit lower scoring. I think Oregon is comfortable. I think Oregon wins comfortably, but the score isn't indicative of that kind of thing. Just because I think if you remember that last year's game with Cal, their offense was so inept. Yeah, and, that's and, my that's my reasoning is I just don't think their offense is very good. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't and I don't expect it to be much better and and that's why I think I mean if if we're being honest last year's game I know Oregon won by by a couple of touchdowns but if like Cal had 
a decent quarterback. I think they had four interceptions that game. I mean, that was brutal. If they had a decent, decent quarterback throwing the football, that game could have been like kind of come down to the wire a little bit. But uh, I, I have Oregon winning 27-13. I, I sort of stand by that, uh, especially with kind of the questions at receiver. I just could see this being a game where it's Oregon gets ahead 17 to three or something, you know, in the in the first half, and it, it's it's never really close, but it's also never you know a three or a four score game. I think Oregon wins, and I think they improve to five and zero. Short week after that, California game. The Ducks play at home again. They're fourth in six games. They play on a Friday night, which is going to be really weird, on October yeah. 11th against Colorado. And quite honestly, look, Colorado's not I, – I don't know what to make of Colorado. I, they shouldn't be very good. But that being said, they have Chenault at receiver. Montez at quarterback is a senior, and when healthy – is pretty good. They've got a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball that are that are good players, but new coach. Um, they went five and seven last year. They were two and seven in conference play. Um, a lot of their games on the road were ugly. Even if it's a short week, I think Oregon will look will look pretty good in this game, and and they're going to win something to the tune of like thirty eight to ten or thirty eight to thirteen or something of that nature. Um, I, it, it's, I, I think the short week helps Colorado. Um, and that maybe is why the score is going to be a little bit closer than Cal. Uh, but I just, you know, I, I have a hard time seeing Mel Tucker's first year, a Buffalo team coming into, to Austin and pulling off the surprise and upsetting the Ducks. Yeah, I think Oregon wins. I, I do think, again, I think this is a little bit more competitive. I also think the fact that this game is against a team, again, that lost its last seven games last year, a team that was yep. picked last in this division, I think that maybe Oregon maybe overlooks them a little bit because the next week they go to Seattle and they play Washington, which is, if we're being honest, outside of the Auburn game, the most important game of the season. Or, and I think maybe even including the Auburn game, it's the most important game of the season. I think the Pac-12 North comes through that game, and we'll get to that prediction in a second. But I, I just look at it and go, I think I think Oregon wins this game. I think it's pretty close. I had it 34-30 when I made the predictions. I probably, in retrospect, think Oregon's going to win a little bit more than that. And Colorado's new coach is a defensive coordinator from from Georgia, Mel Tucker. Obviously, he's that's kind of his his aspect of things. But I just think Oregon's going to be able to score enough points. That defense last year wasn't very good. Uh, I said 34-30 before. I'm going to go with uh, 41-28 this, uh, in my new prediction. Uh, if we're making one, I think Oregon opens the season six and zero, heads to Washington in a game where both teams are probably ranked inside the top twelve, top ten, maybe. You know, I don't know what Washington will do leading up to this. I have to go look at their schedule a little bit more closely. But Oregon, if they are six and zero at this point in the season, I would imagine the fact that they're eleventh or thirteenth in the polls, depending upon which one you want to look at, I would think Oregon's going to be maybe even in the top five going into that Washington game after beating Colorado. All right, and then this is. Is this the game of the year, Oregon yeah. at Washington? Yeah, it is. I think it is. I, you know, I, I go. It would be either Oregon against Auburn or Oregon at Washington. But I think this game, in terms of all it, all that's on the line, I mean, this this game will probably determine who wins the Pac-12 North. I, I, I feel pretty confident saying that, and and uh, that's why Oregon fans aren't going to like the prediction I'm making a second here. All right, let's take a quick break and tease that a little bit. You kind of gave it away a little bit, but let's tease that for a little bit. Hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back here on the Austin Audible's podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Austin Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Bream. Eric Scopel is with me as always. And uh, before we went to the break, we discussed and we agreed that Oregon at Washington is either 1A or 1B for the game of the year in 2019. The Ducks have won this one 13 out of the last 15 times, including last year's overtime victory against the Huskies at home at Austin Stadium. Uh, that one was a 30 to 27 victory. Uh, CJ Verdell, uh, ripped through the Washington defense on third down and goal for, for the game winning score. Um, the Huskies have won, you know, they, they won in 2017, uh, 38 to three. And then obviously the 2016 version, the Huskies won 70 to 21. Um, and then, you know, obviously Oregon won 26-20 in 2015. and 2014, they won 45-20. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It would surprise me either way if it was going to be a blowout. Um, seeing how last year's game ended for the Huskies side of things, they're strictly going to want a lot of revenge uh, from Oregon. And Oregon's going to, you know, say, hey, you know, the last, you know, those two losses that, that they suffered were more of a fluke than – the norm, and they want to make it now 14 out of the last 16 games are victories for Oregon. And I think that's what happens from my perspective. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be something like we saw last year, 31-28, 27-28. It's going to be very, very close, and I think Oregon wins uh, in a very, very tough, nail-biting type of a football game. Yeah, I did, I did kind of uh... – let the cat out of the bag, if you will, before the break there. I, and this is already out there. I think most, maybe some of the people listening to the podcast are, are, have already heard this and maybe have already, uh, commented in a very, uh, negative fashion. You're terrible, me. Eric. How dare you? Yes. I got a lot of that when the story went up and on social media as well and, and as well as on duck territory, but I do have Washington winning this game. I think it's, if we're just being realistic here, I just think it's hard to expect. Are you saying I'm not realistic? Yes. Matt is not realistic. Your, your head's in the clouds. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I just think it's, this game, this is such a great rivalry, and I actually think it would be good for the rivalry for this to be back and forth, back and forth more than it's been in the past, and I think this game is going to be really, really competitive and really back and forth. I will say, to me, the real, the real wild card here is Jacob Eason, who it sounds like is, is the starting quarterback for the Huskies. Uh, obviously a former highly rated guy, started his career at Georgia, then came back home. Uh, to Washington, if he is what we think he could be, I think Washington wins this game. I think if he's not what we think he's going to be and maybe he really struggles in the games coming up to this, 
or just throughout the season and including in this game, I think Oregon will win. But uh, I just look at this and go, Oregon has had a really hard time on the road the last couple of years. Uh, I haven't yet seen the proof that that's going to be that much different this year. And I think you, I think you, you said it right there with, with just this game is going to mean a ton for Washington. Just like earlier I said, the Stanford game was going to mean a lot for Oregon in terms of how last year's game played out. I think Washington's going to look at this a similar way. And again, the conference and the division might come down to this game. Um, so I have Washington winning. I wrote 31 to 20. Uh, last time out, I don't know if I might, I think it might be closer than that. I do think it's going to be a, a one score game probably, but I do have Oregon losing their first game of the season in Seattle, uh, in mid October. So that's Oregon's first loss, uh, in the books for Eric. I have Oregon still undefeated. That would put them as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and oh, Eric has them six and one. I think this is going to be one of the trap games. There's two games on my mind that are trap games for Oregon football. This next one is is that first one, the Washington State game, immediately after the Huskies uh, game. And, and it hurt Oregon last year. I mean, yep. the Ducks had the emotional high of beating their rival in overtime, the way it played out. And then the following week had to go on the road to the Palouse with game day for the first time ever in the Palouse. And – that was a disaster, and Oregon played arguably their worst half of football uh, that we'd seen in a very long time, and then they proceeded to do it the following week at Arizona. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again in the first half. I think th- that game, just like you said, for Washington this year, uh, for Oregon, for Stanford th- this year, earlier in the season, I think that game at Washington State left such a bad taste in the mouth for Oregon staff, for Oregon's players, anyone associated for football at Oregon. I think Oregon's ready to play this year, even if, even coming off of an emotional victory at Washington. It's at home. They'll have the, the support from Oregon's fan base there as well. Um, I think this game is going to be tough, though. And Mike Leach's teams have won uh, the last four straight games against the Ducks. And quite honestly, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they pushed that streak to five. But I do think the streak ends. I do have Oregon going on to, to starting the year eight no. And I have the Ducks winning a, a, another close one. It's going to be something of, you know, 37 to 30 type nature. Um, the game played in the thirties, maybe, maybe low forties. Uh, but I think Oregon pulls it out. I think for me, and I have Oregon winning as well. I think for me, it's just, it's, does Washington State have the quarterback this year? I mean, and right. we should say last year around this time, we were probably – We were wondering the same thing. We were wondering the same thing. And yet, look look what happened. Look who won the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. It was, you know, and so uh, Washington State, you know, under Mike Leach, maybe I'm overlooking just kind of how good they are. He said at media day that, look, the conference, he's always overlooked. The team is never kind of – you know, every year they kind of are, are placed in a certain spot and they always outperform that and – I think this year could very well be that case as well, but I think I don't think they're quite there this year. I think I think Oregon wins this game. I, I have them winning 42 to 28 in the season prediction story I wrote earlier. Um, I think, like you said, that Stanford comment about last year's game against Washington State. I think again, I think Oregon is going to be really motivated for this one. You know, uh, it wasn't that long ago that Oregon was just kicking the crap out of Washington State every single season. Uh, so much so that they're, you know, that Washington State coaches were complaining about Oregon running up the score, and now it's completely transitioned to Washington State kind of owning the rivalry, which is a weird thing to say. And I think Oregon takes a step back this year in, in terms of of a uh, 
of, t- of taking that rivalry back and, and, and kind of re-establishing themselves as the dominant team in the Northwest. And then a big reason why I think this is a trap game is because it it comes after Washington, and then it's before the next game on the schedule after Washington State, and that's at USC. Yeah. This is always a big game for Oregon because they have so many guys that are from L.A., whether they wanted to play at USC and the Trojans didn't give them the love or they are going back home and playing in front of tons and tons of friends and family and it's maybe their first time or their first time in a couple of years and playing in front of so many friends and family in the area. It's always a big game for the Ducks. Um, I think USC has probably top three, top four talent in the league. I don't think they use that talent correctly. Um, I, I think it's very easy to say that, that this USC team is always underachieving lately under Clay Helton as head coach. And, you know, they have a murderous row before they play Oregon. I mean, look at the schedule for USC. Fresno State, they open the season against. Then they play Stanford. They play at BYU. A short bye week, a, a short week where they play Utah on a Friday night at home. And then they have to go to Washington. They get a bye week before they go to Notre Dame. They play, they play Arizona, who last time the Wildcats went to USC, I'm pretty sure Khalil Tate ran all over the Wild, uh, the, the Trojans. They have to go to Colorado on a Friday before coming back home for a short week against Oregon. I, I just, I look at that schedule, I look at the turmoil, I look at the pressure, I know that they fired a head coach in the middle of the year, um, and Lane Kiffin, and Steve Sarkeesian, um, I, I just don't know how Clay Hilton survives by the time Oregon shows up on the schedule. And I think that year it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a terminless year for USC, I think. And I just look at Oregon's schedule. I look at the stuff that off the field, on the field, you know, drama that USC is dealing with. And I think Oregon goes down there with Justin Herbert, senior quarterback, senior, you know, offensive line. Stout defense, and they win this football game. Very focused, very determined. Um, I don't know if it's going to be necessarily like a, you know, 56 to 21 victory of that nature, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it's like a 42 to 27 victory. You know, a little bit more than two scores, um, but not, not necessarily a full blown blowout. This is my second and only uh, loss of the season here. I have Oregon losing this game. Um, I, I think you make good points about. That schedule is really tough leading up to this game, and, and maybe they do have a new head coach. We've also seen when when uh, USC has fired head coaches and then they've handed the job off to an assistant that the that, that the other guy has actually done a really good job of kind of leading them, and the team's kind of rallied behind. You know, I think about Ed Orgeron a couple of years ago um, that the team kind of rallied around him. But uh, I, I just think this is a tough game. I think Oregon Oregon's past road struggles make me a little bit cautious coming into these games, especially against a USC team, like you said, that is obviously going to be really talented. Um, you know, the second year with JT Daniel at quarterback, I, I think he'll take a step. Uh, so I, I have Oregon dropping this game. I think it's really close. Like I said, 32-28 on my prediction. I don't know how I got him to 32. That's a weird number, but, you know, I, whatever. Uh, but I, I think this is one that – I think Oregon's going to drop a couple road games this year. Uh, We've just seen them struggle so much in those atmospheres, and maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but I'm going to need them to kind of prove it a little bit here before I, I go that they're going to win these road games because there are some tough games in the road. I mean, most of the tough teams they play this year are away from home, like Auburn, Stanford, Washington. 
USC, Arizona State, which we're coming up to in a moment here. Uh, those are some tough road games, and I just think it's hard to, for me to expect that they're going to win all of them. So I think they're going to lose this game and drop to 7-2 to and two, uh, as they head towards the back uh, end of the schedule. The Ducks have a bye week on, September, on November 9th. It's their second bye week of the year before uh, playing an Arizona team that's coming off a bye as well. So both these teams are going to be healthy. Both these teams are going to be fully prepared for Oregon and for Arizona. Um, I think Oregon wins this game, even though they've won three of the last five. Uh, last year, the Ducks went on the road and, and quite frankly, were embarrassed. Yep. Um, they lost 44 to 15, didn't score a touchdown until very late in the game. It was ugly. Um, I think this team, though, is, again, just like that Washington State game and that Stanford game, this is one of those revenge-type games. And I think Oregon comes out of this with a victory. They look really good doing it. And, yes, I have Oregon starting the season 10-0. and And at this point, now the, the discussion really turns to, oh, my God, is this Oregon football team a legit college football playoff contender? I have them winning this game as well. Um, I, I, I just think last year's game couldn't sit well with these guys. And, and I, I think Arizona is an intriguing team. I've said this a couple times, I think, on podcasts, and I know I've written about it a little bit. Just Khalil Tate at quarterback, if he can kind of have a year similar to what he had a couple years ago right. last year, he was dinged up, and I don't think they utilized him properly, but if they can get him going again. J.J. Taylor had more yards rushing against Oregon last year than any other running back. He had almost 200 yards. Or maybe even did have 200 yards in that game. And then Colin Schooler defensively is, is, you know, about as good as a defensive player there is in the conference right now. So they, they have a really good big three. To me, it's the depth though. I just don't see it across the board for them to win this game. And again, I think Oregon's super motivated, especially as I have them coming off a loss the previous week. Um, I think they win this game. I said 49-31. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little bit more lopsided. I do think it'll be a game where both teams score a little bit just because Arizona's offense should be pretty prolific. This now takes us to Oregon's last road game of the year. And just like I said, it, we're, to, we're discussing, hey, is this Oregon team a college football playoff contender? We find out that is a no. Um, or I have Oregon losing their one game of the year at Arizona State. I just have this feeling that the fighting Herm Edwards are going to be pretty <laughs> good this season, even with a freshman quarterback in Jaden Daniels, a guy that – I think he threw like 50 touchdown passes or something like that as a high school senior. Um, and he's, he's taken over the job. He's done really well and, um, a lot of good stuff on, on the defensive side of the football. They've got, you know, Benjamin who might be the best running back in the conference. Um, last time the Ducks went down to ASU, it didn't end very well for them there either. Um, so I think I have this game, you know, Oregon comes out, they beat Arizona. They've just come off some really big emotional wins. They get a high ranking in the college football playoff. Oregon is back. And then they get pulled back down uh, to reality a little bit where they're just not quite there yet. I think they're close, uh, but I think they lose a, a tough game at Arizona State that kind of takes them out of that discussion where they're going to need some help, a lot of help, to get back into the college football playoff. Uh, they lose at Arizona State. And I'm going to say something like, 38 to 28. They, you know, they lose by two scores. You can tell Matt's been following this Oregon team for a while. If he, you know, he's used to the the highs and lows of Oregon looking like they're going to win or compete for a championship, and then something bad goes late in the season. So I, I, I can understand that. I think Oregon wins this game. I think, I think they rally late here and 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 kind of finish up on a high note. 
it's worth mentioning that, yeah, they did lose to Arizona State and Tempe in 2017, but before that, they hadn't lost there since 2003. So Oregon's right. actually done a really, really good job down there historically. Um, uh, I think the freshman quarterback thing with Daniels, again, we talked about it with, with, about Bo Nix at Auburn earlier. I think that's sort of a wild card. And obviously we'll know by this point in the season what kind of a player he is, but he's, you know, he's a borderline five-star kid coming out of high school. He was a kid that Oregon recruited and, and obviously he went to Arizona State. So I, I think he'll be a talented quarterback, but I, I just don't see Oregon losing this one. I, I like them to win this game, and, and I have them winning 38-34 in my predictions. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit more lopsided than that. Um, but yeah, I, I think really quickly, Herm Edwards, the hire at Arizona State, everybody made such a big deal about how that was such a weird hire. He hadn't coached in college forever. He's been, I think he's been a surprise about how, uh, you know, effective he's been so far. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if they're really, com- if this game means a lot for both teams because Oregon's trying to, you know, position himself for a Pac-12 North title and, and Arizona State's trying to do the same in the Pac-12 South. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, he's, I, I, I laughed at it when he got hired. What are they doing? Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it certainly paid off. We, year one under Herm Edwards, I think, what, what did they do? Eight and four, nine and, you know, I don't think they won nine games, but let me look at the left, seven and six. Yeah, they so won it wasn't necessarily six. as good, but I think they were they were predicted like tenth or ninth in the conference, and you know they they went five and four uh, in conference play. They finished second in the South. I mean, they were better than expected uh, for Oregon or for Arizona State in in 2018, and I think that's going to be the case again for the Sun Devils in 2019. Uh, they and I have them beating Oregon. Um, last, really, uh, sorry, really, one, one thing, sorry, Arizona State was picked last last year in the Pac-12 South and it wasn't even close. So yeah, they did overachieve. Yeah, they, they, they significantly overachieved. Um, last game of the year in the regular season for Oregon, home game against Oregon State on November 30th. Uh, the home team in this series is 16 and 6, uh, in the last 22 games. Uh, the Ducks went on and, and they've dominated OSU in the last Two times that they've played, uh, last year at Oregon State, Oregon won 55 to 15. The year before that at home, Oregon won 69 to 10, which followed, uh, a 34-24 Oregon State victory in 2016. Um, I think Oregon State's gonna be better than they were last year, but that's not saying a lot because they were very, very bad, uh, in 2018 and the first year of Jonathan Smith. I think it will help a little bit. They've improved some depth, but they're still a long ways away from competing with Oregon. And quite honestly, it's senior day for Oregon. Justin Herbert, Shane Lemieux, Jake Hansen, Troy Dye, Calvin Throckmorton, Lamar Winston. You know, there's a lot of guys on this team that are going to be closing out their careers at Oregon in this game. And I just don't see him losing. And, you know, they're going to blow out the Beavers again for the third straight year. And, um, it's going to be something of the nature of 56 to 17 or 56 to 10. Yeah, I just have a hard time seeing Oregon State improving enough to even be competitive in this game. And we should mention again, I mean, if you just kind of project it out, I think Oregon State's probably got one or two wins at this point in the season. And Oregon's got, well, I have them at nine and two coming into this game and, and improving to 10 and two. I just think it's a game where obviously this is like Oregon State Super Bowl. They want to beat Oregon, but I, I just don't see them being good enough to do that. And, and frankly, it's the defense, right? I mean, like the last two games, like you said, they've Oregon has scored 69 and 55 points the last two times these teams have played. And I don't think Oregon State's defense is any better than it was last year, or it's not going to be significantly better. And I don't think Oregon's offense is going to be worse. I think, in fact, I think Oregon's offense is probably better. 
Um, I think Oregon wins handily. I think they finish the regular season at 10 and 2. Um, and in a weird world, uh, in my, in my head here, I have Oregon still representing the Pac-12 North in the Pac-12 championship game because I think Washington is going to lose three games in Pac-12 play. Um, I think game at Stanford, uh, the home game with Utah, who I think Utah is going to be, they, they might get close to running the table in the Pac-12 South. I think they're going to be absolutely awesome this year. It's like, uh, actually a, a positive scheduling thing is Oregon avoids them, but, uh, I think, and then there's an, a third game that Washington will lose. I don't think Washington's going to be quite as good as they've been in the past. And so I think Washington goes like six and three or five and four. And I think Oregon wins the Pac-12 North at seven and two. And that sets up a Pac-12 championship game with Utah. Um, that is going to be really, really fun to watch. Yeah. I've got Oregon also playing Utah in the Pac-12 conference championship. Obviously I have Oregon going 11 and one in conference play, but I think that ASU loss is going to drop them out of the college football playoff discussion. Um, I think Utah is going to be a good team, but I think they're going to be like 10 and two going into this game. I don't think they're going to be, you know, a, a team that's in that playoff discussion as well that can help Oregon get back into it. Um, and so Oregon's going to, I have Oregon winning that game and I have Oregon representing the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl, but I think also Utah goes and plays in the New Year's Six Bowl at, at maybe 11 and two or 10 and three, what, what have you. Um, and, you know, the league getting to, you know, getting back some of the respect that they had, that they lost over the last few years, uh, in the college football landscape of things. So, um, that's our predictions from the scope of the 2019 football season as we are officially here week one. Um, we will laugh at how bad we were, uh, <laughs> after November 30th. Yeah, we probably will, and, and I'll say I, I just think that that Oregon Utah game, if it plays out that way, which I hope it does, I think is going to be a really really fun football game. Last year's game in Salt Lake was was a great back and forth game. Oregon didn't play very well in that one, but uh, I, they I lost twenty five to thirty two. Yeah, it was a, it ended up being a game where they almost came back to win after another terrible first half. But I I I think that game, if if it does play out that way, that would be a really really fun way to to finish out the the Pac twelve part portion of the season before the bowl games. All right, now let's – do we want to save this Justin Herbert, Troy Dye comparison, or do we want to keep going? Uh, let's let's shelf that because I'm, I'm looking at the time thinking that people listening might be getting a little bit restless. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll let you make the decision. I just I just think we've been talking for an awful long time, and I think we've done a pretty good job of laying out the landscape for the season. Yeah, that's going to do it for us here on the Lots and Audibles podcast. For Eric Scopel and myself, Matt Prame, thanks for listening. Check in tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow we have, we're going to be doing multiple podcasts per week now. Uh, we're going to try and speak with Brandon Marcillo of Auburn Undercover, our Auburn site from 24-7 Sports, uh, giving you a full in-depth preview, Oregon versus Auburn week one. Uh, so keep your eyes out on that one, uh, later this week. For Eric and myself, Matt Prem, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Adios, amigos.